hit me. From Studio P, Sausalito, it's Suckatash. The only comedy podcast about comedy podcasts. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast commentator, Mark Hershaw. Yeah. Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. Hey, this is Mark Hershaw, your host for uh, what is going to be a fantastic series, the Suckatash Comedy Podcast podcast. What is that you're asking yourself? Uh, well, it's a collection of uh, snippets from comedy podcasts. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, that's our theme song by Scott Carvey. And uh, thank you, Scott, for that. Um, again, I'm Mark Hershon, and we're coming to you from Studio P in Sausalito, California, with our fine executive producer, Joe Polino, behind the controls. Um, so this is our premiere episode. It's very exciting. Uh, we have a, a whole lineup of uh, little bits and pieces from comedy podcasts around the interwebs for you. And the reason, the reason I came up with the idea for this show was everyone kept saying, hey, listen to my podcast or listen to this podcast. And there are so many of them out there that they're just not time in the day to listen to them all. So I said, you know what? I'm going to provide a service for you, the listener, and that is I'm going to listen to these and play you little bits and pieces. And if you like them, go ahead and listen to the whole thing. If you don't like them, uh, don't listen to them. What can what can I tell you? These these guys aren't paying me to do this, to play their podcasts. They are not probably wouldn't even approve me playing their podcasts. But you know what? I don't care. I'm going to play them anyway. Um, so anyway, we, uh, we are brought to you in this premiere episode by the fine folks at Henderson Pants, makers of pants. Um, so please, uh, you'll hear a few spots from them uh, during the show. And please listen, because uh, they're paying the bills around here. In this edition of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast, we will be hearing from Adam Carolla with his guest, Greg Fitzsimmons, who also has a podcast of his own, which is interesting. Uh, in fact, as you listen to many of the podcasts these days, a lot of the guests of the podcasts have their own podcasts. And it's become this rather interesting sort of payback of, hey, I did your podcast, so come on my podcast. Uh, a little bit like the snake eating its own tail sort of thing, if they don't start expanding their retinue of guests. So we have Adam Carolla. We also have uh, Comedy Death Ray Radio with guest Patton Oswald. After Hours with Mark Pitta. Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. I'll tell you more about that as we get closer to that. Pop Mike Culture. The Smartest Man in the World with Greg Proops. Walking the Room with Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony. And finally, WTF, the What the Fuck podcast with Mark Maron. And yes, I said What the Fuck. Uh, I was going to try and make this a really clean presentation since we're just sampling podcasts, but I was so unable to find snippets from some of these shows that didn't have some sort of curse words in it. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Um, so that's why it says explicit on iTunes. Um, I will try and keep these as clean as possible, but it just doesn't seem to be humanly possible to uh, make it completely squeaky clean. So what are you going to do? Our first podcast is the Adam Carolla show. This is Adam live on stage at the Improv in Irvine with his guest, Greg Fitzsimmons. And uh, in this clip, Greg is uh, attempting to uh, 
have Adam serve as his confessor for something that he did uh, a few years ago and is looking for absolution for his, his imagined sin. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been um, about 12 years since my last confession. 12 years? You're supposed to say something more like... Uh... Uh, you're forgiven, Baldy. I don't know. What the... What... Here's a weird thing about 12 years. I know it sounds like a long time for you, but then it seems like too soon for me. Like that you were 32 when you... 33 when you... Yeah, about that. You, you, you did a confession it's in earnest, a serious confession at 30. I was just making up a number. Now I was probably oh, about sorry. 12. Okay, sorry. 30 right. years ago. Speak to me, my child. Father, I was at my uh, aunt's house in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's my wife's aunt, Aunt Jill. And she's about 85. Uh, she was a very beautiful woman in her day. Bright blue eyes. Uh, full, full-figured woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's Irish Catholic, uh, a lot of varicose veins, wears a house coat constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her, toe, her bunions are so big that she stuffs wads of cotton between her toes mm-hmm. because they point in impossible directions. Right. And the middle one's longer. It looks like she's giving you the finger with her foot. With her foot. Foot finger. Very little grooming of the nails. Uh-huh. Um, with the foot finger. I think Dane Cook came up with that. Yeah, the mm-hmm. foot finger. Mm-hmm. Father, can I confess? Or are you going to fucking sorry. pepper this I'm with little one-liners? <laughs> so I'm down in her basement. And Watch just, the language, by the way. Oh, the I'm sorry, Father. Uh, so I was uh, in her basement. She's got a lot. She worked as a, as a nurse, and she had organ transplant uh, uh, coolers in her basement that she collected. And they would have, like, the names of fucking organs on them. And I don't know why she saved them, like, to use them for other shit. So she took the expired organs and kept them. Well, she didn't. No, like uh, the hospital would save an organ, right? And while they were holding it, it would go into these coolers. Mm-hmm. And she somehow said, "Can I bring those home and store them for decades in my basement?" The coolers, in the yeah. And there was nothing in them. Nothing in them, right? So I'm throwing them out, and she's yelling at me because I'm throwing them out. And then she uh, she bends over to pick one up, and I get a complete full shot of her breast. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a 38, whatever is beyond double D by a couple more cups. It's confusing, my child, because they start with an A cup, then they go to a B cup, then they go to a C cup, and then they go to a D cup, and instead of going directly to an E cup, they stop and go double D at that point, which makes no, pardon my French here, goddamn sense to this reverend at all. I I have to be honest, Father, I'm starting to doubt you being a real priest because mm. of your language and the mm-hmm. fact that you know anything about women's brassiers. Yeah. And don't be fooled, my flock, by the number. It's the cup size that you're looking for. She's a 42 seat. 42 just means you've got, you got a nose tackle with a C cup. What you want is a 34 double D. Again, uh, they have some of the Eucharist on the way out. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, Father Shecky Green, can I get back Sorry, to my... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Do you often address the congregation while one person's... Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. You're interesting right. technique. You're right. I broke down the fourth wall. So I look down her shirt and I see her breast and it's very full and round and very nice because it's amazing, an 85-year-old woman. Uh, sure. Put on a little weight and the skin doesn't right. wrinkle and, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at her, at her breast and she looks up and she sees me looking at her breast and she stands up and leaves the basement. Mm-hmm. We never talked about it again, and I've been carrying that around with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But, but uh, what would my penance be, Father? Well, first off, you didn't do anything with this information, did you? Absolutely not. This just stayed, stayed upstairs. Did not work its way down your hand and into the Jurgens or anything like that. Because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to adjust this thing. No, there was no uh, no completion with the uh, mm-hmm. coveting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just coveted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I don't feel in this case like you owe anything to society. This is between you and the uh, chick with the Aunt crazy Joe. Aunt Joe, and she's moving kind of slow at the junction. Petticoat Junction? All right, way over everyone's head there. There's the point it says. I think this is between you and her. And, and she saw what you were doing, and she, he, you knew what was going on. Yeah. Does she have a favorite anything? A favorite uh, cake, pie? She likes uh, styrofoam organ boxes. Well, I have one of those in the car, so this is going to be awesome. No, she does. She likes uh, chocolate, and she's not supposed to eat it because she's diabetic. Uh-huh. So that would be a mixed message if you sent her a block of chocolate. So. It'd be like, die, bitch. Right. If she dies, this, is the sin gone? No, no. I, I think the sin continues on. Might maybe even gather some momentum. Okay, that was uh, Adam Carolla with his guest Greg Fitzsimmons. Uh, as I mentioned before, Greg has his own podcast called Fitz Dog Radio. Uh, both of those are available through iTunes, and you can also go to Adam Carolla, uh, the AdamCarollaShow.com and uh, get it directly from the source. Greg Fitzsimmons has a new book out on the market called Dear Mrs. Fitzsimmons, Confessions from an Irish Mailbox. And they're literally a collection of letters his mother saved from when he got in trouble in school, and they would send these notes home. And uh, he found them in a box and uh, has uh, sort of put them into a book form. So that's out there. Um, Let's see. I wanted to talk about um, uh, that clip. Uh, That was just uh, from an hour and a half live performance they did at the Ir- uh, at the uh, Irvine Improv. And it's interesting because these are long podcasts. Some of these people do uh, an hour, hour and a half, sometimes even longer. And uh, my poor uh, assistant, Stevie, cannot listen to all of these podcasts. It just, we don't have the budget to have him sit in a room and just listen to them over and over and over again. Uh, so it would be great if the people who do these podcasts, if you're interested, please, uh, if you want to make a note, hey, Mark, if you're going to be using... Uh, a clip from this week's show or next week's show, here's a good place you might want to grab three minutes from. And I'll, I'll listen to you. I've got nothing to lose by that. Uh, and as a for instance, our next clip comes from After Hours with Mark Pitta. Uh, and Mark called me up and said, if you're going to use a clip from my new uh, podcast, I'm interviewing Carol Dota. And here's a, a good clip to use. So that's what I'm going to do, the clip he suggested. Now, Carol Dota, for those of you who are, are not from the San Francisco Bay Area, was uh, a very famous figure, literally, uh, at Columbus and Broadway. She was the uh, lead uh, topless dancer at the Condor. And there, was a, there used to be a huge uh, cartoon version of her on the side of the building, and, and the nipples would light up with red lights. Uh, and she was, she claims to be the very first topless dancer in America. Uh, she said there were nude dancers, there were clothed dancers, but she was the first one to be topless. Uh, don't know whether that's true or not, but hey, who am I to disbelieve Carol Dota, the perfect 36, which is, uh, you remember when she was the, uh, the spokesperson for channel 36 here in the Bay area, she went by the perfect 36, although she was later enhanced to the perfect 44, 
as I recall. Um, anyway, uh, so this is a, a clip of Mark interviewing Carol Dota. Uh, there was a very infamous incident that happened at the Condor Room, and I'll just uh, let them talk about it here. What was the story? Because I want to get it from you and no one else. Some guy ends up dead on the piano? It was the assistant manager. Of the Condor? Yeah, I, w- I didn't even work that night. Yeah. What were the circumstances? He had this girlfriend from the Mitchell brothers mm-hmm. that would come and meet him after she got off. And they stayed after hours and they were on the bar drinking, I guess. I don't know if they were doing drugs or not, uh-huh. but they were drinking and there was glasses all over the, the bar. And then they thought they would go be on the piano. So... They, you know, I guess they didn't, they were so drunk, they didn't realize that there's those switches. If your hand or your foot hits the switch, it's going to go up, but it goes up very slow. Mm -hmm. So somehow or another, somebody triggered that switch and she was laying down on the piano and he was kind of sort of on top of her, but with his face in her private parts and they were going up very slowly and it just brushed him so i she was all right because she she her head and chest was in that hole oh but he was down further wow so he was crushed yes because he was down on her private parts oh man and what a way to go is i should say well <laughs> that's I, the I, obvious I, thing what a way to go what a way to go yeah Mark Pitta with Carol Dota on his show uh, After Hours with Mark Pitta. Uh, That is um, still finding its legs, that show. That's his fifth episode, and you're never quite sure when After Hours is going to get back on again. Although uh, Mark Pitta does have a very regular show, the 142 Throckmorton in downtown Mill Valley. Every Tuesday night is... uh, uh, a show that Mark Pitta hosts, and it's a showcase of anywhere between five to maybe eight comedians. Very frequently, he will have Robin Williams or Dana Carvey drop in since they're in the vicinity, and they will uh, they may go on for half an hour, 45 minutes at the end of the regular show. So it's been going on for six years. That's Mark Pitta. You can find that at markpittacomedy.com. You can also, of course, subscribe to After Hours with Mark Pitta on iTunes. Next up, uh, an interesting show. Uh, this is actually one run by a guy that we used to be in my uh, improvisational comedy group, uh, that old house group at Cobb's Comedy Club when it was in the cannery called the Riffingtons. We were the Riffingtons, and uh, Cole Stratton is the co-host along with uh, Vanessa. And uh, this is their show called Pop My Culture. Uh, they bring in sort of current event comedian types uh, and then talk about pop culture things. The show that this came from, I think they spent more than half the show talking about American Idol, for instance. Um, anyway, Cole is also uh, uh, fairly well known in the San Francisco area for being one of the co-producers of the annual Sketch Fest here in San Francisco, of which we just had the 10th annual, very popular comedy festival, runs about 20 days in Uh, January every year. But let's uh, give a listen now to uh, Pop My Culture, and their guest is Casey Rose Wilson from SNL. (laughs) Carrie's in a different realm. 
beautiful, beautiful place. I love when crazy people comment on other crazy people. Like yeah. I saw this a homeless person one time, and he was just the most insane homeless person I've ever seen. I mean, doesn't even do to get in the That's details. A lot. Yeah, like he had a paddle ball, you know, like the little yeah. um, just paddling and insane. And then an even crazier homeless person walked by, <laughs> and the first homeless person looked at him like, "Get a load of this guy!" Right? <laughs> I was just like, oh, "Okay, someone's always crazier." Yeah. Oh, I used to see. That's a good thing to know. So many crazies. I used to work at uh, Second Spin in Santa Monica, which is a used and new CD Stop bragging. store. I know, right? We've heard of it. <laughs> Folks, I would get 20% off of my CDs. Cole, we get it. Drop Cole, of a hat. Please, it's just embarrassing. Look, I'm just saying. Hung like a pony uh, and rolling dollar bills. Well, we would get all these like nutso guys <laughs> that would come in and like sit at the listening stations all day or whatever they could do. But there's this one dude who came in and he bought a CD and then 30 days later tried to return it. He had the receipt. <laughs> But the CD was scratched up like it had been used as a coaster for, like, beyond scratched up. Like, right. he had been writing in it with his nails or something. And it was like, <laughs> so, of course, he's like, I'm like, I can't take this back. And he's like, why not? And I'm like, cool, because we didn't sell it to you in this condition. I can't do anything with this. You have a little bit of a tone, so, it sounds like, when you were talking you know, to him. I was him. like, sorry, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> Gotta tell you, I feel bad for that guy, not yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Go well, on. Yeah. Well, then he decided to start <laughs> cursing me, like, Witchcraft curse. Okay. Oh, curse. He's got like super long nails and like a book with just weird, crazy scribblings in it. And he starts opening up the book and starts going, yeah. And like, I'm just going like, what? Okay. I've never heard a better story than the witch man at the record store. I'm like, all right, maybe I will take that Credence CD back. If it's. If this is what it's coming to, if it's going to end up being, well, I will reason with you. It's going to be a horned baby, and he brought on to American Idol. He would try to dance for us. He tried it a couple other times too. (laughs) Just a head comes on. It's like I'll be doing my lady lay. Sorry. Sorry. Yo, dog, dog. <laughs> Yo, dog. Where's you your body, man? Yo. Yo, y'all, I'm just saying, like, we know you're a head that can sing. We know. I just want to see what you can do with the body. I want to see what you can do with the body next week. Bring and a body. Let's see audience. what happens. Yo, man, Steven Tyler, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> oh Did you God. give him a refund? I would have no. easily. And he tried. He kept trying to bring it back, and I would like walk in, and then he would like start cursing me again. He brought it back another day. Yeah. Oh no. There's. I mean, there's like I. I, I love that he's that insane, but like on a different day, he's like, "Gotta bring that CD back again." <laughs> I really need that refund money. Yeah. Really wanted he's that. Like, oh, we only have 14 days. You should figure out a better like spell. Couldn't he just make a spell for yeah. getting that money back or something? Pop My Culture, that's Cole, Vanessa, their guest, Casey Rose Wilson from SNL, and also the show Happy Endings. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, a little bit of some of these clips that I'm playing. You go, man, is that the funniest thing that they said that show? And no, you know, one of the things I I did was reach out to a lot of these uh, people that host these podcasts, because they're friends of mine, a lot of them. I've worked in the comedy industry for 30 years, and I know a lot of these people. And I asked them, hey, is it okay if I use a clip from your show? And they said, sure. But sort of as a, uh, a favor to them, I'm not going to play the best thing from their show. I'm not going to give away the golden moment. Uh, hopefully, I'm playing clips for you that you'll find interesting or enticing or provocative enough that you'll go, hey, I wonder what else is going on with that show. And I'll let you know if there's uh, something else special going on in a particular show. Uh, Sometimes um, some of these guys will have special guests. 
Um, I've got a, a clip coming up later this show from Mark Marin, for instance. And uh, he's uh, interviewing a very funny guy uh, on, on this show, Ed Helms. But he also did a show last week with uh, Conan O'Brien as his guest. I mean, Conan O'Brien came to his garage and sat there for an hour and a half and talked to him. Uh, so I didn't want to play part of that because that's kind of a special show. So if you want to get that, you'll have to go to, to Mark's website and get it. But that said, if there's a, a clip that uh, you, you didn't like or you wanted to hear something else, you can let me know. You can write me at mark at succotashshow.com. Uh, so uh, even... Succotash. S-U-C-K-A-T-A-S-H. No, Kenny, no. No, it's Succotash, just like the, the actual food product. S-U-C-C. No, C-C. C-C. S-U-C-C. I gotta go. It's Succotash. It's just S U C C O T A S H show.com. So let's keep going with a very strange podcast. I think this is really just sort of created by two friends who wanted to sit in a room and just sort of kick stuff around. It's called Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. And it is sort of literally just that. It's Michael Ian Black, a very funny sketch comic. Uh, he's a writer. He's a director. Uh, you may have seen him on um, Ed, the TV show, uh, with Tom Cavanaugh, who starred as Ed, the TV show on NBC. This was a few years ago. Uh, Michael has done a lot since then. Tom's done a lot since then. But they've been friends for about 20 years. And they sat down and said, we need a podcast idea. So they came up with this idea, which is Mike and Tom eat snacks. And literally, each podcast, they select a snack food, they open it, they taste it, they rate it, and in between, uh, they tend to berate each other and just sort of have a good time. Like I said, it comes off more of as an excuse for them to just sort of uh, have a good time in a studio. So let's give a listen to Mike and Tom eat snacks. I've already got problems with this, I have to say. I don't like any snack instruction that starts with the word carefully. <laughs> I don't want to be careful right. with my snacks. Uh -huh. And if I have to be careful, maybe I shouldn't be eating it. Carefully remove bag from oven. And then it follows up with another carefully, carefully open bag at top by pulling diagonally at corners. Then it follows with a warning in capital letters. If the two carefullys weren't enough, warning! It is normal for a few kernels to remain in a fully popped bag. I don't know why that needs that to be a warning. That doesn't seem to merit a warning. Certainly not an all-caps warning. Not an all-cap warning. <laughs> Note? Note. Yeah. So I'm going to open it up, and it opens fine. You heard it open, uh, and now I've got a bag full of Newman's Own microwavable popcorn, and I have to say, the smell I don't care for. Yeah, you don't like the smell. Take a whiff. Tell me if that smells like popcorn. No, it's, it's, not, it's not the stuff that when you walk by the theater, you're like, mm, maybe I should see a movie. No. You know what it is, Michael? Acrid. Acrid is the word. Mm-hmm. It used to be grease. Grease used to be the word yeah, that you grease heard. Yeah, grease was the word, but now it's acrid. And that does not make for a good musical. No, no, you tr they've tried. Grease 3. Acrid. Try to get Pfeiffer back in there. Yeah. Terrible, acrid. terrible three, movie. acrid, and it's <laughs> awful. It just sits there in development. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's just on one shelf at Paramount after another. Can I read to you, because I'm just intrigued by this. You know, we're talking about burns and danger. I want to read you the side... Uh, bar written by, I assume, Paul Newman himself. Well. Um, well, I don't know, but it's signed, 
you know, it's signed by him. You're not going to read the whole thing. It's a lot to read. I know, I know, but I think we have to. I'll, I'll blast through it. All right. We can cut it if we need to. You ready? Yeah. Legend. I'll tell you how bad it is. Nobody gets trusted with popcorn except me. That includes the FBI, the IRS, Tiffany's, and concessionaires of, the, of any ilk. A good flick arrives in the local screen. You'll see old Newman scuttling across the lobby with a greasy brown paper bag of this homemade popcorn in one hand, and you guessed it, a machete in the other. Yep. Who's who lists a lot of one-armed people in my hometown. They got caught trying to muscle their way into my greasy brown paper bag. The way I feel, they got off easy. They should have been strung up. Right. Colonel P.L. Pops Newman. I mean, that's, we're talking about hanging people and cutting off their arms. Yeah, tough, tough words. Pretty tough words for a bag of popcorn. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get, I get the, uh, the passion. And if the product, at least the smell of it, merited it, I would say that's cute. As it is, I'm kind of annoyed. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't like that. Also, I feel like, you know, kids are sitting in front of Toy Story and we're whipping them out the popcorn. And then when they get to read, they'll be like, what's a machete? <laughs> Why is there one-armed people in this guy's hometown? Why is Paul Newman lynching people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm taking a bite. Hmm. It definitely is not, uh, it doesn't taste fresh popped. Nope. It doesn't taste fresh anything. It tastes bad. Yeah. Is what it tastes. And, you know, I'm going to separate the man from the product right here. You have to. Paul Newman's about as close to a, to a saint as this country has produced. I agree. He really is deserving of the deification. He is, he is an inspiration. Where, where that word gets used, or perhaps I should say overused, Paul Newman is deserving of every and any accolade that he gets. Right. Paul Newman, Snooky. those are the only two that come, that come to mind immediately. I agree. Uh, Kanye West, I would throw in there. Sure. Snooki and Paul Newman. I, I would say these people are, what? Well, they're leading the way. Uh, it says here that Paul Newman and Newman's own foundation have given over $250 million to thousands of charities since 1982. Now, that is easily double what I have given in that time. $252 million. $250 yeah. Million, yeah. yeah easily he, double. He's way over me. Yeah. Way over. Uh, so you go, yeah, that guy's doing... Doing some good yeah. work. Yeah. But it's not to say his food products are any good because this is fucking terrible. <laughs> I love people that have the gall to actually cap on a dead guy. That's fantastic. Talking about Paul Newman and his popcorn. Wow. Uh, anyway, that's Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. Mike and Tom eat snacks. You can find that on iTunes. Um, I, I don't think they have a, a website. Uh, so go to iTunes and find that. Um, that was episode 12. They've, they've only done about 12 of those, and they're already getting very popular. Um, they've, they've talked about bananas as a snack. They've talked about uh, Keebler fudge stripe cookies, uh, which turned out to be very disappointing for them. They, they remembered them fondly from their childhood, and they believed they'd been cheapened over the years. Uh, so anyway, so I don't know what they're going to have next time, but it's always a Always a big surprise. Uh, so from Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh, it is time to go now to uh, our sponsor, Henderson Pants, and uh, let's uh, hear about uh, one of their newest advances, uh, the turtleneck slacks. This portion of Succotash is brought to you by Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. If you're a gentleman of proportion who tends to leave nothing to the imagination whenever you squat down, or if you've ever been mistaken for a bike rack just by bending over to tie your shoe, 
maybe it's time to consider checking out a pair of Henderson's turtleneck slacks. Where most pants end at the waistline, Henderson's turtleneck slacks are just getting started. You get a generous three inches of ribbed cotton fabric that both gives and supports where it counts, the gut and buttocks. What's more, there's no need to worry about whether your belt matches your shoes. With Henderson's turtleneck slacks, you just pull them up and forget them. The ingenious turtleneck waist keeps your pants in place. And even if you have to jump around, we guarantee you'll never show anything so much as an inch of butt crack or a sliver of that ample full moon. It's always tucked away safe and sound in your Henderson's turtleneck slacks. Originally designed for plumbers, construction workers, and priests, you can now pick up a pair of Henderson's turtleneck slacks wherever fine pantaloons are sold. And now back to Succotash. I'm tired of vampires. There's a va everything is about vampires now. It's yeah. sickening. It's boring. And the, you can't apologize enough for vampires. Well, they you suck your blood out <laughs> and kill you. How is that attractive? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you were fighting vampires for years before they became popular. Well, films, sure. So you're, of course, you're sick of them. Well, but you what know, about everybody here's else? the problem. I had a, uh, my house, there's a kind of an overhang mm -hmm. right where I parked my car, and vampires would nest up there. <laughs> and you try getting vampire shit off your car. Uh, oh, is that bad? Yeah. That's tough to do, it's huh? It's just blood. Like crusted blood. Oh, comes out. Wow. Jesus. And really it goes right through them, huh? Yeah, that's right. It's like Chinese food blood, it turns out. No wonder they keep well, it every it. day. Yeah. No, they have to do it every day. Sure, that's why. Yeah. But so, it tastes so good, they can't stop. It's so like, it's not know. fun. It's, it's an infestation. It's yeah. not great. I don't enjoy it. How many are up in that uh, that overhang, uh, well, in that carport? Get, well, it depends if there's babies and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's usually about five full-grown. Oh, you get five full wow. grown, and then you get the children as well. The children there. cling to their backs. Of course, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Not like a koala. Oh, sure. Well, they're very, they're cute. <laughs> are they? All, <laughs> the younger vampire? All baby, all baby things are cute, aren't they? Right. Yes. Even confirmed. baby vampires. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, except maybe baby snakes. Yeah, still kind of cute. Yeah, I guess they're they come at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they what? They come at you. Those yeah. little snake. They come at you. I don't know. I don't know how to tell the difference between a baby snake and just a snake that's small by its nature, by the the kind of snake it is. I don't know. I mean, I, I saw a small snake the other day hiking, and I I jumped in fear. But the, maybe it was just a baby. Who you on a snake hike? <laughs> was a snake hiking, or you saw it we, while hiking? We were both hiking. He was oh. going up, and Snakes I was going got down. Snake's got places to go. Yeah. He's going down. <laughs> sure. Where does he put his backpack? Uh, I think he left it at the the, the trailhead. Because he, <laughs> oh yeah, you know they don't want to travel with that. No, yeah. they shed it, don't they? Don't they shed the backpacks? <laughs> shed their backpacks. But they have a camel. Well, that's how you know if they're babies or not, they, yeah. because the adults shed their backpacks. And that's <laughs> true. Or they carry the backpacks for the kids. Right. right. No, let, 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 let's let's uh, listen. You look let's, at your ba look at their backpack. <laughs> if it's got like uh, Dora the Explorer right. on it, you know it's a child. You know it's a, a young child. one. <laughs> <laughs> or a hip teenager, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. But if it's North Face, just uh, you know. Let me ask you a question. Let's and if it has a, a picture of uh, the wolf guy from Twilight. <laughs> right, Taylor Lautner. An older woman. Sure. Right. A housewife. Of some <laughs> Matt, let's talk about this for half a moment here. Yeah. Let's not let the fact that you squeal at a snake go past right. us. Now, the, our listeners know that you ran in fear from a coyote. I am afraid of most wildlife. So now you're out on the trail. You're, yeah. in, you're, in, you're in, you're in, in their environment. Yes. You're, in, you're intruding their neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, you see this snake. Uh, how long of a snake are we talking about? Oh, it was uh, 
Jimmy, it was three inches if it was five. <laughs> well, that's not even a, It was less it? than a foot long. Less than a foot long snake? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's tiny. It was Are you a sure tiny that's little, a snake? It was, it was a snake. Yeah. I think it has to be a snake. I, I don't think You don't mistake a snake. <laughs> all right, so wait a minute. There's Hang no mistake. Where, where's, my, where's my thing, Elliot? Oh, here it is. Uh, all right, so let's call it. Uh, you're saying it's this it long? It was longer than that. Oh. Okay, dude, should I put my cock out? Is it was about. Maybe it was about. It was about 10 inches, I think. How did you even see it? Yeah. Well, you know what? Tiny. To be honest, I don't. I don't mean to deflate the humor of this uh, anecdote, but it was really the, my friend's reaction. He jumped, and then him jumping made me jump out of oh. like, "What's going on?" Oh, like I was my I was ready for action based on what he was. What so was you're going basically on with afraid him. of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Jimmy Pardo, and his podcast is called Never Not Funny. His guest there is Sean Cullen. Um, Jimmy has been around the, the comedy podcast, uh, arena for quite a while. He, in fact, I think the, the order of, uh, sort of appearance was uh, Ricky Gervais and then Jimmy Pardo. He's been doing his podcast for, I think five, almost six years now. And, uh, he is one of the first ones to actually introduce a, uh, pay to play version of his podcast. So if you want to hear the whole thing, uh, you have to actually pay to get the entire show. That came from the free teaser that they have. So if you thought that that was kind of funny, then you can go and you can pay for the Jimmy uh, Pardo podcast. You can get that from podcast.com. That's podcast.com. You can go to iTunes and either purchase it or you can listen to the, the freebies, which are about 20 minutes. The free, the free versions are about 20 minutes long. Uh, so that is um, Jimmy Pardo. And uh, next, let's go to uh, Comedy Death Ray Radio. This is uh, hosted by uh, uh, Scott uh, Ackerman, and he his guest here is Patton Oswald. And uh, the I listened to this and thought it was going to be a straight ahead interview with Patton Oswald, but then uh, they're interrupted very early on by uh, uh, another gentleman. So I'll just let you uh, hear a piece of that. Here's Comedy Death Ray Radio. Now, tell us exactly where Patton Oswalt is at this point in time in his career, in his mindset, in his art. Where exactly, like, where do you go from here? Where have you been? Tell me kind of everything about exactly your artistic mindset right now. Excuse me. Oh. Hello. Hi. Pardon me. Excuse me. We're doing a show here, sir. Please, please recuse yourself to. Hello again, my friend. It is I. Don DeMello, theatrical director. Excuse me, am I interrupting anything uh, at all? Hi, Mr. DeMello. I remember you. How do you do uh, this? I met you up at your, your place in Connecticut around the holidays. Don DeMello, theatrical director. Hi, That's right. how are you? <laughs> That's I'm, how are you? you mean like live theater director? I beg your pardon? You mean like live live theater director? That's right. Well, I direct I direct for the theater. I'm a theatrical director. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. Good. I hope I'm not interrupting. You are interrupting, uh, uh-huh. so your hopes are dashed. Okay. <laughs> not the first time, believe me. <laughs> But, uh, Pat, Pat, let me explain. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry. We were going to devote an entire hour to you, and we will. No, that's... Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, But let me deal with this first. I Uh, just want to... Go ahead. What? What were you going to say? During the holidays, uh, I, I did a show... From my home in Connecticut. That's an important detail. Thank you for reminding me. Of. Absolutely, yes. Wow. <laughs> and um, Mr. DeMello came in. We we learned a little, little bit about his life. Uh-huh. So I'm, and we we learned, I think, enough about your life. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. You learned everything there is to know. I just want to promote my upcoming project, which is happening out here in Southern California. That's the whole reason I came out down here now. 
to talk to you. You're originally from Connecticut. You've just moved to L.A.? Uh, yeah, I'm an East Coast guy. And, uh, Mr. DeMello worked Port. for the uh, Rockettes at Radio City. Oh, Musical. my goodness. Don't put it in the past tense, my friend. I'll be back next year. You bet your ass I will be. They couldn't do that fucking show without me. I oh, do the... Cool. Uh, Chris Radio City Christmas Spectacular with the Rockettes, beautiful Rockettes. The uh, the the latest one, or it was oh, just back in the day? Or? I've been doing it 18 years. Oh, wow. 18 okay. years of legs, beautiful, beautiful women and their beautiful legs. Okay. Yeah. They come out and they hop, hop across the stage with those legs. and That's for daddy, you know what I'm saying? What's the new show you're doing out here? I'm out here now uh, uh, directing a production at the Fairy Tale Theater in uh, Pasadena of Cinderella. Oh, I love that place. Oh, I'm doing yeah. a production of Cinderella. And it's um, a, it's a, it's a nice children's theater. Okay, well, uh, great. So people can look up tickets oh, online. It's a little yeah. weird. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, people can look up tickets for that. Great. Sure, Thanks. Sure uh, usually can, we yeah. save the plugs till the end, but thank yeah, you so yeah. much for dropping by, Mr. People Miller. are really going to want to check this production out. It's, it's great to hear what you're up to. A uh, special production of Cinderella. It's not going to be typical garbage. I'm sure it won't, but it's great to hear from you, and we're going to get back to Patton Oswalt yeah, here. A lot of and, exciting things. For one thing, she's a sex slave is what we have going on in this production. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, Cinderella is a Cinderella is a sex slave because I, I looked at the text and I said that doesn't seem so bad having to clean up after three sexy sisters sexy well, I stepsisters the, I thought the stepsisters were ugly yeah. in Cinderella oh. Don't they, aren't they ugly I thought there was only two of them too. right that's another thing from the text well I added one and then it says in there that they are ugly and I said yeah. who wants to look at three ugly girls <laughs> let's get sexy girls real nice looking girls in there and put them in as little clothes as we can get them in and then they, <laughs> how they, little is that as little as we can get them in and, and get away mean? with it. Well, who who decides what what was what would be a little bit of clothing to you? Yeah, is that public decency yeah, standards yeah. or is your standards? Fairy tale theater standards or? Uh, well, I, look, I'm, I'm having a lot of conflicts with the fairy tale theater right now. They got oh. a lot of old preconceived, old fashioned notions about what constitutes children's entertainment. And I'm saying, let's get three pasties on these women. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Wait, three piece? Three or? pasties. P uh, you mean like so one per girl? Huh? One per girl? No, no, no. Or three per girl and not an animal. Three per girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where do these go? You two, know, on, two on the nips? That's right. Yeah. And then one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> one. It's called, it's called a pussy pasty. <laughs> All right. And I have patent pending of the pussy pasty. Wow, please don't say any, my name. In, I know that you don't mean it that way, but wow. Patent pending pussy paste. That's, I don't, oh, man. Patent, Wait, pussy paste pending. and pussy pasties are two yeah, wildly I, different sorry. things. It just, I, I'm literally losing energy as I say that. What's the matter? This is going to be the hottest production of Cinderella that there ever was in the world. All right. Well, people can check that out. Uh, sure I'm sure can. they can look at your website and uh, thank you. Tondemelo.org. Dot biz. Dot UK. Dot com. Well, it's great to hear from you. Thank you sure so much for dropping sure by. It uh, it's at times like these I regret our open door policy. Oh, but, it's a good uh, policy. You're going to want to come and check it that show caught me completely by surprise because I thought it was just uh, a guy doing a character, which it is, uh, whose name is um, Andy Daly. And um, it, I thought, okay, now they're going to go back to do the interview with, with Patton Oswald, And the, that Don DeMello character stays there for another hour. And it just gets seamier 
and seamier the productions he does. And it turns out when he was a kid, he was raised in a whorehouse in Connecticut and literally adopted from an orphanage by a bunch of hookers. And just it just gets so – it's hilarious, first of all. And both Patton and uh, Scott Ackerman are on the floor while this guy is going off. And this guy, uh, Andy Daly, keeps breaking character because it just – they clearly were just improvising the whole thing. It's very enjoyable. That's uh, Comedy Death Ray Radio. And you can get that from iTunes, of course. You can also get it from Earwolf.com. Earwolf, E-A-R-W-O-L-F. I'm only spelling it because uh, our engineer, Kenny, keeps telling me that uh, he doesn't know how to spell anything. Uh, so uh, even... Succotash. S-U-C-K-A-T-A-S-H. No. No. no, Kenny, no. It's Succotash. It's just Succotashshow.com. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook, Succotash Show page on Facebook. So if you like us, literally you can like us on Facebook. And we're also uh, tweeting on Twitter uh, at... Succotash Show, at Succotash Show. That's all it is on Twitter. So you can find us everywhere, and uh, hopefully you will look for us more often. People uh, probably asking themselves, well, Mark, who are you and why are you doing this show, the Succotash Show? Uh, one of the reasons is, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of comedy podcasts out there, and I felt somebody should take you by the hand and help you find them, at least the better ones of them. And along the way, we're going to find some ones that probably aren't so good. And I will try and point those hazards out along the way. But also, I have worked with a lot of these comedians over the last 30 years, booking them, performing with them. Uh, I've performed improvisational comedy for over 25 years. I teach improv in San Francisco through the San Francisco Comedy College uh, and have come into contact with a lot of these comedians. And most of the comics you're hearing from on today's show, for instance, have given me their permission to use snippets from their show. Um, anyway, so that's why I'm doing this show. And uh, again, I want to thank uh, Scott Carvey, who did our, our theme. And I want to thank Joe Polino, our executive producer, and uh, uh, the fine folks uh, who are letting us use uh, Studio P in uh, Northern California. All right, let's, uh, let's get back to the action with uh, Greg Proops, his podcast with the uh, very modest title of The Smartest Man in the World, recorded live uh, from Bar, Bar Lubitsch in Los Angeles. Uh, here's a, a little bit of Greg Proops for you. I just thought that was an interesting fact that I came across among so many other facts. Uh, here are the questions from the Proopcast uh, that we received for this week. This is from Joe. Uh, would you rather die... In the same way as Tiberius, Caesar, or the security guard from Silence of the Lambs. Wow. Well, all right. This is going to take a while to answer, but okay. Tiberius uh, was um, Augustus' uh, adopted son, the second emperor, proper emperor of Rome. Tiberius uh, lay, spent most of his time in Capri, the last 10, 15 years of his uh, imperium, uh, you know, imperium. And where his, his enemies would say he did nothing but shag young boys and girls and be a, a venomous, horrible, uh, sexual deviant, uh, 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 people on his side would say he was studying. <laughs> now, if you've been to Capri, no one studies in Capri because <laughs> the food's too good and there's too many beaches and fuck it. So uh, in any case, Tiberius, uh, they tried to smother him before he died and they weren't successful, apparently. And he woke up and he went, hey, where's all my fucking servants? I'm an emperor of Rome. There was no servants in the room. Eventually, he did fucking die. Uh, Caesar, as you know, stabbed in the forum. Uh, but two weeks uh, from uh, two weeks back, the Ides, as it were, uh, and the security guard from Silence of the Lamb, that was yucky. <laughs> that was yucky. 
And that actor also, if you recall, played the security guard in the movie The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. So having to see him a few years later in that movie was a little scary, especially since he was wearing the same uniform. Uh, I'll take Caesar. As George Bernard Shaw had Caesar say, uh, I don't fancy dying much. Rather be killed. Uh, Does the smartest man in the world enjoy opera? If so, do you prefer comedy or tragedy? And do you have any particular favorites? Colleen, I I don't. I wish I did. I'm afraid I'm not that cultured. The operas I've seen, I I I appreciate it. I I adore it. I would never rain on anyone's parade. If you adore opera, good for you. Uh, And uh, of all the operas I've seen, maybe Madame Butterfly I like the most. Mm. How about this? Nabucco by Verde. That's my favorite. John asks, uh, what country do you think is best fit to rule the world? You gotta be fucking kidding me, John. I love it. Uh, an amalgamation of people uh, with no affiliation to country, creed, race, or sex is who should rule the world. And those people should sit in a room and make the 20 men who rule the world right now s- endlessly have vegetables shoved inside their most intimate orifices. <laughs> Aaron asks, what do we, what do we, comma, your fans, overly commaed, call ourselves, question mark, guide us, dot, dot, dot. Holy kittens, this one's so, so many punctuation marks. What do we, your fans, call ourselves, guide us, proop troops, proopers, proopies? Well, I called you little prooples, I think, at the beginning. I go with kittens, Aaron, always kittens. Uh, And I hope that you're named for Moses's, was it his brother? Certainly his best friend and mouthpiece, right? Wasn't the gig that Moses didn't speak that well, but Aaron did? And so Aaron gave all the prophecies? Thank you, one person again. Greg, is it going to be funny at any point? Really, G's phone number? That's what you do? I could listen to Adam Carolla's show. His has got laughs and stuff. That's Greg Proops, the smartest man in the world. Uh, you may know Greg Proops from his uh, long-running time on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Both the British version and the American version. My history with Greg is uh, he used to be part of the house improv group that I was with at the Punchline back in the mid-80s called the Comedy Underground. And we'd actually adopted Greg and Michael McShane from their old group Fault Line uh, after it fell apart. And then uh, after... I guess 87 or 88, they both ended up uh, starting to do Who's Line in London, and uh, they've been going ever since. Uh, Greg is also part of uh, Drew Carey's new improv show, which is on, uh, I believe, GSN, the old Game Show Network channel. Uh, But I have to confess, I didn't do enough research to even tell you what that show is called. So uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I will. I'll be better. Next time, I promise. Anyway, you can uh, you can get to him through uh, greg-proops.com. Also, of course, iTunes. Uh, next up are a couple of guys. Uh, I thought this would be appropriate since we are in Studio P in Sausalito, home of the hit. Uh, the two guys that host this show are Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony, and they both grew up here in Marin County. Greg Barrett is co-author of the book, uh, Maybe He's Not That Into You. And Dave Anthony is a, uh, well, they're both stand-up comedians. They both grew up in Marin County, California. And this has to be just a show for them to blow off steam because it is really pretty filthy. And some of the stuff is so sort of whatever their world is, uh, I don't 
sometimes understand it. I think they record in some sort of recording closet at Greg Barrett's house. They make numerous references to the closet. Uh, And I think they're talking about an actual closet that's outfitted like a studio, uh, at least somewhat. They infrequently have guests. Uh, They've talked about having more guests, but I I think uh, they're just sort of keeping it sort of a show where they're just two guys talking about stuff. And here's some of it now. So this week, okay, two things happened. First of all, this girl in Silicon Valley, they're always looking for things to fund. Yes, right. they, of course. The venture capitalists right. always looking for things to put money the into. Silicon, the Silicon Valley, for our international listeners, is south of the San Francisco area, and it's where Google, Apple, all that shit. It's Google, where money Apple. happens. Well, it's where the, it's where that particular yeah, you know, but it's where venture a lot of venture capitalists. A lot are. of venture capitalists. Are, They're looking yeah. for things to invest money because in. there's a lot of computer shit. Big business, right. Yeah. right? 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 So this girl, who's in high school, Facebook movie. I would love to know what high school she's in because I fucking. Guarantee you, she's from where we grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you where the, where right. the American Taliban guy came from because his parents are like, go to Yemen, figure it out, bro. Like that fucking <laughs> shit. And then he's fighting minute. in the fucking wait minute, Taliban. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What did their dad say? Go to Yemen and figure it out, bro. bro. And then he's, and then he's <laughs> all right, dad. And then I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn what those people are about. And then he's in the fucking Taliban fighting against Americans. Like, that's yeah. what happens where we're from. That's Fairfax. You know, that's Marin. That's I know. That's a, that's the thing. Like, what was so sad about that was like everyone's like, "Oh, he's a terrorist." I'm like, "No, this is a dude's weekend." Like, like yeah, he's playing at this. Like, yes. Like, but in a bigger sense, more privilege. When when yeah. I was like, growing up in Marin, we would have Apocalypse Now weekends where we would go into the hills and fucking shoot yeah. each other with guns, yeah. right? With fucking air Not rifles. Real guns. Yeah. Right. But- <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> right? But that was dumb shit. But we didn't have the fucking facility where some of these kids are like, I'm going to actually go to the Middle East and get involved. Right. That when, I, when I was as in a, high school. As a way of acting out. Yes. Not as a, not no, as a the real. Parents, the thing is, the parents are always behind it. You well, wanna, because you they wanna, want them to explore. Hey, buddy, man, you know what? You need to find every part of yourself. And if part of yourself is joining the Taliban, you just need to work through that. It's that kind of where fucking is that guy now? crazy hippie. Where is he now? He's in jail. Forever? Yeah. He's in jail for life. So he'll probably end up on one of your programs. Yeah. If, no, he's he's probably in like maximum security, triple lockdown. Right. Because um, some Zach Wild motherfucker know, when, would kill him. <clears throat> when I was in high school, we we used to have you know the the air gun fights and all that shit. Yeah. And one time we're like, we should fucking throw flaming tennis balls at each other. So we got it like glove. Yeah. And we set the bonfire. <laughs> we hug each other. And then one time we're like, let's go up the hills and do it. So we're up on the hill and we light it and we go. Oh, fuck, this is going to set the whole hill on fire. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, here's what... Um, look, that's look, that's dude, how you end up in the American Taliban. Dude. So my parents weren't, wouldn't have been like, no. no Can I tell you something? We used to do this shit, too. <laughs> one time, we would drive around with our air rifles and shoot out windows, and we yeah. shot out the windows <clears throat> of a bank. Sure. And at one point, I, there was one point where I was like, you know what we should do, guys? And everyone's like, what? I go, we should fuck girls. <laughs> like, we should try and put this energy into meeting fucking girls. We have to stop this. Oh, what oh. is this, guys? Oh. What are we doing? We used to drive. We used around. to do some. Fucking... We used to melt down uh, Q-tips and put a needle on the end. You know, so you cut it in half, you'd melt it, and then you put a needle on the end, so it was a little dart. And then you go to McDonald's and you get some straws, and you drive around in the back of a truck and blow them at people walking down the street, and they'd be like, "Jesus Ow! Christ! Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, <clears throat> how was I not murdered, dude? Seriously, I blame the Hansburgers for that one. Those boys. Trouble. 
This portion of Succotash is brought to you by Henderson's Breakaway Trousers. For the first time available to the public, Henderson's Breakaway Trousers are the ideal solution for you, whether you are a man suffering from weak bladder syndrome or premature ejaculation. How many times have you been running late for that important business meeting only to find that your bratty bladder doesn't care about snaps, buttons, zippers, and belts? And who hasn't been on that date of a lifetime with that hottie that everyone wants to bang? You'd like to make a good showing, but gosh darn it, those pesky spermatozoa want out, and they want out now. Friends, when you're sporting a pair of Henderson's breakaway trousers, you've got the confidence to know that you'll be down to nothing in no time at all. And before you can say, Jack Robinson, it's bombs away, and you're good to go. Originally designed for the military, the theater, and penitentiary, penitentiary, pe jails, Henderson's breakaway trousers are available online and wherever fine pants are sold. Available soon in women's styles, too. That's Henderson breakaway trousers. And now back to more of Succotash. Henderson's breakaway trousers. Man, I wish I had a pair on right now. I really could use them. Um, I want to thank uh, Henderson's Pants for sponsoring this uh, premiere edition of Succotash. Uh, it's been wonderful having them. Um, hopefully they'll uh, sponsor us again. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, if you are interested in sponsoring Succotash, please contact us by all means. We'll be happy to uh, have you come on board. Uh, you can write us at mark at succotashshow.com. That's S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H show.com. Thank you. You're welcome, Kenny. Uh, next up is our very last snippet in today's episode of Succotash. It's WTF with Mark Marin, or in less polite company, what the fuck? with Mark Marin. Here he is uh, hosting his guest, Ed Helms, who you may know from The Office, also uh, The Hangover, and he will be in The Hangover 2 coming out this summer, to, uh, coming to a theater near you. In this clip, they talk about uh, his missing tooth from uh, the first uh, Hangover movie. Pretty funny story. So now we're the new Hangover movie. Mm-hmm. You guys were in where, Thailand? Yeah. You play the same guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm still... Stu Price, dentist at large. And what? Uh, and what is the plot of this one? Can we talk about that? I don't think so. I'm sorry. I hate to be a. Uh, oh, okay. Kind of stiff here, but um, how much improvisation does Todd let you do? Todd's great about improvisation, although he hits a wall. It's really funny working with him because we'll we'll like be improvising, and then he'll just be like, "Please, just okay, just do it like it's written." <laughs> <laughs> my mistake at some point hey like we'll start improvising from the very first take yeah and then and, and improvisation is not always successful you right. only see in movies the part that's successful but out of the 24 hour shot yeah like you spend a lot of time like just kind of spinning your wheels and todd is uh fortunately we had a great script that um Scott Armstrong and Todd and Craig Mazin had written, so yeah. uh, so we could always go back to that. And you know Zach pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I go back a little ways with Zach. We overlapped a little bit in New York City. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, it just looks like it's so much fucking fun. Yeah, that's a that's a good crew. How did they make sure. your tooth look like it was gone? It was gone. What for real? Yeah, yeah. this is an implanted uh, 
tooth right here. What are you talking about? You removed your tooth for the movie? Yeah. No, you did not. You see how these all just look like chiclets? Yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, they're and they're too perfect. Yeah. This one, uh, this one, I was born without. I never had a tooth there, so I had an implant put in when I was a teenager. And um, and they just took it out for the movie. And my dentist, I didn't want to, but um, but we tried all these tests. Yeah. And, and uh, with like blacking it out and stuff because yeah. it was in the script. And then um, I just said, finally, I kind of like brought it up, and I was like, I could ask my dentist if he could take this one out, and <laughs> and he said he could do it, and it was fine. And and they um, just unscrewed it. Well, they had to like break the cap off and then unscrew it and then put in a temporary thing and all this stuff. It was a little bit of a hassle, but so it was really out. It was really gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me wheezing? I'm now? sorry, dude. Ah, God, it's like a. Do you want a Benadryl? Did you like? I have a lot of cats around. Is is this Mike Gar- no, Pop no. Guard made out of cat fur? No. <clears throat> I'm wheezing now. Okay, well, sound we, like Rip Taylor. I Let's feel go. bad. You're just gonna know. wheeze. So the tooth was gone. Tooth was gone, hundred percent. Oh, that's a commitment. That was really fun, actually. Yeah. That that worked out. And the funny thing is, I don't even know if I've told anyone this publicly, but I was shooting The Office at the same time. Yeah. I, I was doing like four days on The Hangover and then three days on The Office. Yeah. For for a while, seven days a week. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't let the office know that I'd taken my tooth out because um, it affected my speech. And so I had a retainer with a fake tooth on it that I could pop in and out. Yeah. And, uh, and I would pop it in and, and like people close to me could tell that my speech was off. Yeah. And if you go back and watch those episodes, you might be able to tell a tiny bit, but if I had actually told them, that this was a fake tooth, I would have gotten in a ton of trouble. So I bluffed my way through those like four episodes. Because um, it was a contractual with, issue. Well, just because uh, uh, I think if they had known it, it, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was contract. Maybe I'm sure there is a contract thing that's like you can't dramatically alter your, your face, your face, your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so you pulled it off. You do sign all kinds of weird stuff. Like yeah, you can't you ride know. motorcycles and snow skis. Is that stuff. true? Yeah. Yeah. It's because they don't want you to hurt yourself. Yeah. It, it's for their insurance. If you, if you're a, if you're like a triathlete or a, or a, or a motorcycle person or like a skydiver, their insurance rates go way up. So you got to lie about the skydiving. Yeah, for uh, me. Are you any of those things? Um, I've ridden motorcycles. I like those, but I not uh, I, now I have a Vespa. What the fuck? No, that's the name of the show. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. His guest at Helms. You can find that at iTunes.com. You can find that at WTFpodcast.com. Also, Mark Marin has put together a iPhone app uh, that you can get, and you can get all the, the episodes right there on the app. So uh, look for that at WTFpodcast.com. Uh, that is going to do it for our very first premiere episode of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. I have been your host, Mark Hershon. Thanks uh, very much to our executive producer, Joe Polino. Thanks uh, also to our musical director, Scott Carvey, for that beautiful, beautiful theme music. Also, our booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, and Kenny, the assistant engineer. Thank you for your uh, your input on today's episode. You're welcome.
You can find us. Gotta go. You can find us at SuckatashShow.com. You can also like us at Suckatash Show, the page at uh, Facebook, and also look for us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Until next time, we've been Suckatash. Suckatash. Podcast.